Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Rakari Austin, and I'm one of the hosts of GCX 2022. Now, we want you to join us at Rosen Shingle Creek in Orlando, Florida, as we come together for another unforgettable GCX. Tickets are going fast, and look, we want to see you. So visit gcxevent.com slash tickets to book now. coffee is freshly roasted and ethically sourced it's music to your ears shake up the way you wake up the king's coast coffee.com bookmarks there's just it's what you do is you pull the website up yeah. and you hit the three little dots and then you hit add bookmark and then you can just add the website that you want to drop the file in for star wars and scotch Welcome to episode 86. It was supposed to be execute episode 86. Let me start again. Execute episode 86, Kevin. In order. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm in a different room today. You are. I I love this setup. So I was telling Kevin earlier that some of you were letting me know that the traffic was, was, was getting in the way. So I told Kevin to move. Or... Uh, the charity marathon is being produced in the studio, and I am in my office. I just want to be the hero of the people, Kevin. But you but know what? We're raising money for for sick kids at St. Jude. So this this camera is ridiculous. This is our studio camera. Kevin and, uh, opened up with, up "How do you like the red camera?" And I go, <laughs> "I meant black what? magic." <laughs> he said black magic, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> When we get a $20,000 camera, Kevin. I get confused because everyone's like, we need a red camera, we need a red camera. And then you were like, oh, let's just get a black magic. It's like the in-between, the stepping stone to getting a red. So for some reason, my brain always says, like, oh, wow, I've okay. got a red camera. So anyway, but welcome to episode 86 of Star Wars and Scotch. It's me and Tim. Hello. We are uh, three days away, three days away from GCX. Yeah. So things are crazy over here at Rare Drop, but Obi-Wan's on, so... Like we're here. Like there's no reason for us. Well, not you to and I here. are gonna have a very busy day today, Kevin. When it comes to Star Wars, we watched Obi Wan. We're recording Ooh. recording Star Wars and Scotch, and then yep. later on this evening, you and I are gonna join Alex and Molly on Star their Wars podcast Explained. for Star Wars Explain. We're gonna talk about this episode again. Yep. So I'm excited to. Uh, and then on Saturday or Sunday, I know, dude. We got the Star Wars panel. We're gonna we're gonna talk with them, yep. Mark Thompson, <laughs> and Sawyerism. I'm the moderator of the panel. We're gonna talk about Obi Wan. We're gonna talk about uh, some of the announcements from Celebration and some of these rumors now that are popping up, which Tim and I are going to address today. So you've got a healthy dose of Star Wars. By the way, that one, if you want to tune into it uh, and you're not going to be at GCX, it'll be on twitch.tv slash raredrop, fb.gg slash raredropco. Uh, and uh, Paul, what was the YouTube for that one? I always forget what the YouTube name is. It'll be on Raredrop Entertainment. So if you go to YouTube and search Raredrop Entertainment, it'll be up there. So that's where you'll be able to watch um all of the king's coast stage panels which include us it includes comics um day one is D with meteorian core and d20 deathmatch which if you're into D that's gonna be sick and you have not checked out d20 deathmatch highly recommend what a, what an interesting spin on D and a way to do a a, a match in in two hours it's basically there be blood yeah oh yeah yeah no th- this year's gonna be fun um i was just telling tim like we've sold a ton of tickets over the past few weeks uh i believe the hotel room 
block is either gone or almost gone. I'm not sure. So if you need a last minute place to stay, gcxevent.com slash hotel. Um, or you are not allowed to cuddle with me. You're not welcome in my room. Sorry. No, no. Tim and I will be uh, uh, very busy with our families. We have our in-laws and parents and all that stuff there. So, uh, which by the way, if you're into dogs and animals, uh, go visit my mom's booth. Uh, she runs a, an organization called Yorkie 911 and she has all of these animal apparel that she's making. And she had me pick out all of the nerd culture stuff. So she got Harry Potter, she got Marvel, <laughs> she got Star Wars, she got uh, 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 Shits Creek. She got some Shits Creek stuff in there. So make Hello, sure- Hello you. It's it's uh, it's a Rosebud Motel doggy scarf. It's adorable. It's so good. I love yeah. that. Very so cool. stop by her booth uh, and say hello. And and, and uh, when you see her face, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that is Kevin's mom. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, GCXevent.com. Come on, come on down Saturday and Sunday, June 11th to 12th, Orlando, Florida, Rosen Shingle Creek. Tim and I will both be there. You can go to Tim's thing on the floor. Uh, and <laughs> I still don't know what Have this you- is. Okay, so you're they don't know. All right, yeah. So Tim has a thing on the floor. You'll be able to get uh, uh pre-order some new merch for Tim as well. Yep. That's exciting. Uh there'll be there'll be some merch that we found in a storage space from last year's merch run. The the one before the barbecue. I don't know. Did that one have a name, Spring or something? Yeah, that was that was just the spring launch. That was a so spring the spring launch merch. I found three boxes of merch that we will be selling there. Uh Excellent. and you know, if you missed that on GCX 21 stuff, maybe it'll be some uh, discounted stuff there too. So fantastic. Come hang out. And uh, as always, drinking this focus, focus. All right, don't focus. No. King's Coast Coffee. Uh, delicious. I don't know what blend this is this morning because it was made when I got here. So uh, cheers. Cheers. I'm not drinking coffee today. I'm chugging water, but um, I need to hydrate from, from the tears that I shed watching Obi-Wan. I, I tweeted this out and it's been really frustrating for me and and I've been trying to pinpoint why it happens, but every episode, especially when it has to do with Leia, and I think it's just the dad thing, but anytime like Leia and Obi-Wan like have a moment or like Obi-Wan has like a moment with 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 uh Anakin, I just like I start to tear up. And at the end of this episode, Kevin, and he's holding her little, just cute little hand. It's really cute. It was really cute. And I'm just like, I started tearing up because I was just like, oh, baby girl, you're just, you've gone through so much. And this broken guy here is he's gone through a bunch of stuff. And you guys are just two broken people trying to survive. And that lady across the ship just lost her friend trying to save you. Oh, it's, my God. And she's just like drinking her sorrows away. It, I, I mean, jumping to the end of the episode, I guess. What Indira, that, that's her name, right? The Imperial officer that's. That turned, I think. Her um, yeah, yeah. Ta- I think her real name is Tala, isn't it? Tala. Oh, maybe her real name is Indira and yeah. Tala. Anyway, Tala. Um, it when she said, "I guess you're soldiers now." Oh my god, dude! Oh, and she said it so just like quietly. She's just like, "I guess you're soldiers now." Yeah, <laughs> I was it's like, like, "Ooh, ow, it's, a little stingy." It's like between that Rogue One and then the the end of solo like they're yeah. really starting to get in and we'll obviously in the andor show we're going to learn so much more about this but they're really starting to get into like the seeds of the rebellion and how reluctant folks were to go against the empire that's what i appreciated about this episode yeah was uh I, Roken, was that his name um so you know he's a freedom fighter but he he doesn't opposite of sagarera just leave it at that like sagarera was like let's blow him up Let's insurgency, guerrilla warfare. Nice. Let's take them all out. This guy's like, no, I, I fear the retaliation because apparently he was in love with a Jedi. He and- lost his wife. No, it wasn't yeah. just in love. They had a family. Like they had a life together. He was married to. He didn't like say if she was Jedi or Force sensitive, but she was on the Inquisitorial list. Yeah. Um. Yep. And and he lost her. And like that was that was big. And and I, I think you're right. The the it, it's a lot of like going to catalysts or to um any of like the the books of like the ending of the empire or like showcasing like the empire at its at its highest points of like just how intense all of this is for just the normal people and them trying to just survive um and they're doing a really good job of highlighting that yeah it's been the do- the dots that are connecting are really poignant and really cool um i'm really enjoying the way is that fan too loud by the way tim you're good 
Okay, good, because it's getting a little sweaty in here. Um, so I'm really just enjoying the way the dots are connecting. And they're, you know, the whole time they were planning and they're like, we have to break into the fortress, Inquisitorius, or whatever it's called. I was like, I know someone, there's someone already did that. You might want to contact him. <laughs> he, he did that five years ago. He broke in. And I texted you and you were like, you texted me this morning. And you're like, really good episode. I was like, you would think yeah. that after the second time it got flooded, that they might okay. rethink the entire strategy here on where the Inquisitor, the Fortress Inquisitorius is. So, um, for those of you that haven't played Jedi Fallen Order, that scene is almost one for one. As soon as the glass broke, I was like, oh, Ben's going to force push the water. I was like, he's going to force bubble or force push the water towards the Purge Trooper, which was so cool. We got to see Purge Troopers again in, in IRL because, like, the only time we've ever seen live action Celebration. Purge Trooper was that celebration for the panel for, for Jedi Fallen Order, which was so cool to see. And um, yeah, we have them back again. And they look a little different than they do in the game, but it's a purge trooper nonetheless. And that was really, really, really cool to I see mean, on, on the fortress. In, in, even in the, the game, though, fortress. There's, there's all different types of purge troopers. So whatever. Okay. There are. There's different classes. You know, you got like the heavy ones that have the the big staffs and axes and hammers. Then you have more like the nimble guys that use like nunchucks and daggers, vibroblades, and it's cool. It's so it was, cool. They're just, they're merging it all together. You're, you're just like, you can go from one piece of content to the next. And it's just like, it's this beautiful little stepping stones. That you just get to skip across. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, we're really learning about, you know, when we meet Ben at the beginning, Yep. obviously no for it and then we have to get again we have to get to the point where he's peaceful we have to get to the point where he can defend himself against darth maul yeah and we have to get to the point where he's going to sacrifice himself to vader so there's there's still a huge gap that we have to overcome here which leads into some of the news which yeah. is that the, all rumors are pointing to season two being greenlit for obi-wan because the fan reaction is so my incredible my fear of this is and you know kind of like we'll talk mm -hmm. a little bit more about them kind of changing the way this was supposed to end but it felt i will say that this episode felt a little forced with how ben goes from being just like singed and, and all burned up and being in a back to tank to then going into uh, the ship and then like trying to trying to like use the force and the last time you know just last week we saw him using the lightsaber he couldn't do anything mm -hmm. and then halfway through this episode he's back to being almost ben kenobi again or obi-wan kenobi he was um, still a little sloppy though he was sloppy i mean but i mean like the way it just like he he popped in and like i got excited i was like yes but you saw on the ship he's like he's trying to force pull just a little communicator and he couldn't do it and even tala was like it takes time you know, it's like you need to heal. Um, and so like that was like the one thing where it's just like he went from he went from like really struggling to then like being like master stealth man when he's like going through the shadows and cutting through stormtroopers and stuff. So he like did he, his, that, he did his spin, his little Obi-Wan. There was a, there was a couple a couple spin. of moves where I was like, Yeah, he's back. It was good. It was good. It just felt it feels a little forced. And so the one thing that I'm worried about with some of the news coming out, and, and this comes, I'm I'm reading this from um from cinemablend.com and essentially what they're saying is that uh reva was supposed to die she was supposed to die within the first couple of episodes to vader uh is how it was originally written and then now with with how things are going with her and and how excited people are for for obi-wan it's it's crushing numbers yeah they essentially are and so this says i mean this is all a rumor <laughs> excuse me but she like they they want to keep her for season two of the Obi Wan Kenobi show. So how do you feel about that? I mean, did they film it? Did they film two endings with like that's where I so, that's where so I want to know. I will read you this part. According to this report, originally the plan was for Reva to be killed by Darth Vader at the end of this initial batch of Obi Wan Kenobi episodes. So by the end of this, she was supposed to die. But her fate has subs uh, <laughs> sub subsequently been changed if this information is indeed accurate reva will now survive and return for the next obi-wan kenobi starring story on disney plus although it's unclear if any footage was reshot to account for this change in narrative direction while making star wars shared some vague details about where where reva's story is going in the later half of obi-wan kenobi won't spoil those things here so so that's I, that's what i got 
I really thought the moment with Vader was going to be the, you know, you're kicked out of Inquisitors. Oh, when moment. he had her, when he was force choking her in the, I in the meeting you, room? Whatever he said, I told you what the consequences would be or whatever, however he phrased it. Um, yeah, but man, she's, she's one step ahead. She's good. She's, she's good. very, she's very good. I was, I was not expecting her to essentially hack Lola and turn her into the tracker device. But as soon as she said, like when she was holding her, I was like, this is, this is, this is interesting. It's kind of, kind of like manipulating Leia in a way to, you know, you've got the one thing you care about. She's holding on to. I was expecting her to, to just crush Lola. And then, you know, when she turns on her eyes red and it's like, ah, that's the tracker. I assumed that like, when she said she put it on the ship, I was like, you know, much like other Star Wars, they just kind of just throw a thing on there and pff, off it goes. But for it to be Leia's most uh, precious possession, her most pe precious possession that she has, the only thing that she like really loves outside of, you know, her family and, and Ben, like this is her pet and now it's evil. But now they need they needed a reason for her to not have Lola when we see her when she's older. Because right. tend to have the same droid like your whole life, so obviously Lola's going to get destroyed uh, probably by the end of the season. Um, Did you know you can buy your own Lola if you want to? I I didn't have to know that to figure that it probably existed somewhere. But does it like float and talk? Oh, to you I mean, like it. I mean, like Hasbro made one and like it has legs, or you can put it on like a little stand. But it does you, the whole like beep boop boop boop. And do it you think in our lifetime we'll be able to have droids like that? Yeah, for sure. Like like drones already like have like following features and and whatnot that wouldn't be too hard all right yeah but yeah I, I i think by but you know in the next 20 years kevin we'll all have our own lolas r2d2s and c3po's i was at uh i was at disney for a meeting on monday night and i love when the hotels put up the galaxy's edge ad with the r2 unit so i kept walking by it because i walked to meet the person i was meeting and then i walked on the way out and i was like i should take a picture and send it to tim with no context but I wanted There's to get a, home. They had an R2-D2? It's an R2 unit. It's a it's a green and white R2 unit. And then they have, it's a picture op. So they have that. And then they have this whole setup behind it that is Galaxy's Edge. And it's like, visit Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World. And you can take a picture with the R2 Oh, unit. that's so cool. But I just, I ran out of time to. Yeah, um, I would have looked at that. And I'm like, that son of a bitch. He's at Disney during GCX week? Disney and did it tell me? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know, but it was just a meeting. I was in and out. It's very it's always depressing when you have to go for work and then leave right away and then you get mad. I don't know. I was it's like Yeah, I mean like so I went to I went to uh to Batu a couple of weeks ago and it was honestly so packed I just didn't even want to go in Denny's like Doc Ondar. We we went the same weekend that they were doing a new item release at Doc Ondar. And it was, Ooh. the line was so stupid long. I was so upset. I was like, Amy, I'm just going to go to Doc Hunters real quick. I just want to see what, what, what's new in there. And there was this long line, like I, an hour long. When I went, when it first opened, it had been open for what, like two, three months at that point. When I went, there was a line just to go look in Doc Ondars. Just to look. There was a huge nuts, line. dude. It was <laughs> nuts. It's like. You know, like, hey, do you want to spend money? Stand on this line. It's like, no, no. I already have <laughs> money to be here. I'm not going to. Oh, God. But um, uh, I, I did start the second Thrawn book, and they're already talking about meeting on Batu, and then they had the flashback with, with Padme. So that's where I'm at, and now I think we went back to the current timeline in the throne it, book so we're moving along it makes you think about like black spire outpost when you're like you're there and it's just like man like, like thrawn like, was here yeah thrawn was here and the grisk were there and you know like they were doing this entire like this like the, the mission that 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 entire book is so much fun because you get to learn so much more about thrawn and his relationship with the grisk and and things going forward and it's it's really cool i think his, that's his my buddy. favorite book his buddy at the end of the first book goes and meets the Chiss Ascendancy, which I correct. He sent he sends them off because he needs he needs. Oh, have you met Aralani yet? Just met, just met. Like okay, so, literally, so he, right he really needs Admiral Aralani. Um, she is a she is going to be a key character in the past and in the present. Um, yeah. she's cool. She's a badass. I like yeah. her a lot. But yeah, no, also, just uh, I'm jumping around. Mark no, Thompson does a great job with with Arlani's voice, and so I'm so excited. I was thinking about it too on my drive home the, from the gym. I was like, man, my first my first Star Wars book was read by Mark Thompson, and then I talked to uh, I talked to Alex about it when we were traveling to a Star Wars Battlefront thing, 
and it's just like come full circle and we get to Here talk about are. it all again this weekend so that's pretty cool i'm gonna ask i'm gonna try and make mark do thrawn like i have to i want to see i want to see what he turned like because everybody whenever you do a voice you do some type of physical distortion to yourself to kind of like get into that character I want to see what he does when he when he goes into his oh, strong voice. You've seen Mark Hamill do the Joker, right? Where he yeah, like he curls actually, up. He actually does. And he, and he throws ah, his head back bad. when he lands. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I yeah, know that's that's uh, uh yeah, I would like to see it too. He he loves doing Yoda because Yoda's his favorite character, mm. but I, I want him to do uh I want him to do Thrawn. Because he crushes Thrawn, it's just so good. Yeah, is it is it does I guess um but uh, back to back to Kenobi. So, I guess. <laughs> fine. I, I guess there's just so much Star Wars to talk about, Kevin. I know. So the new character they introduced, I said his name before, and now I already forgot it. Renko sure. or whatever, whatever yep. his name was. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone thought he was going to be Quinlan Vos. Yeah, last week. yeah, I thought so too. I saw him show up, and I was like, wait a second. Yeah, that was that was. I won't say it was a letdown because I honestly was like, it, was, it could it be, little. but I don't know if they're brave enough to put Quinlan in live action yet. I feel like Cal would be the go-to, not Quinlan. Quinlan was so great in Clone Wars, but he only got like what two episodes or something like that. It wasn't it wasn't a long time that he was with Quinlan. He has that. He has the appearance in Phantom, but everything from Phantom is just derived. Wait, when from is this. when is Quinlan in Phantom? He's in the background, and that's where the whole basis of the character comes from. He, they made the character because he's in the background in Phantom. They didn't. They didn't put him there on purpose. They didn't. He right. He was just so he was essentially just a backfiller at that point. They're like, like that oh, guy's cool. cool. Let's make him yeah. a Jedi who's like lives on the wild side and is a beastmaster type of thing. Yeah, he's um, a hippie. It's great. And he can also he can um, when he touches an object, he can sense the force that has gone through the object. So if you gave him a lightsaber that belonged to somebody else, he could touch mm -hmm. it and have visions of that person using that lightsaber. Right. That's his okay. force yeah, speciality. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, at this point, I do not see Cal coming into the show. I, I don't think it's happening. There's no point. Like it's not really, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't line up with the narrative. This narrative is all about Obi-Wan being broken, him saving Leia, Reva invader like it, yep. it and it's very Reva heavy it's it's I want to know and, and she alluded to it to it this week during the interrogation of Leia about the whole like I had a, I had a droid once and it was taken away from me everything was taken away from me and I think she is referring to when Obi-Wan also said I had a brother and it, I was taken like they were taken away from me and I had a new family right. Reva Reva much like Anakin was already she I think she was too old I think that she was she already had too much attachment. And so when they when they brought her to the the academy to the Jedi Temple, she she was she I bet you she was probably a lot of trouble. She probably gave a lot of attitude. And so at that point, they were probably going to get rid of her anyways. And so that's probably why she feels abandoned and lost is because she probably wasn't doing all that well. And the Jedi were just like, eh. Their opportunity to bring Cal in was this episode because he could have been on Javim and they could have been like, we know someone who's broken in that can help you. That was it. Yes. That was your window. Once that mm -hmm. passed, there's literally, if they bring him in now, they're shoehorning and doing crappy fan service. Your moment to bring him in was this episode. And since he didn't show up, I don't believe he showed And even up. the way that Obi-Wan got into the Inquisitorial Fortress, it was damn near close to how Kestis did it. Again, You'd think security protocols would get updated after the first time we went through this. It's, but the doesn't, Empire, isn't that, that stupid? It's been a few, it's been a, a bit since I've, I did that final mission. But doesn't he swim? I could have sworn he swims. He swims, or he use, or you use like a little like glider thing. But you go and to some almost, of the some of the rooms that we went to were rooms that we went to when we were playing as cow. They did a they did a damn good job of of really bringing that to life. They nailed mm -hmm. it. Yeah, no, but it, was, it did feel it felt and I told you I texted you that I was like, I really like how they ripped that scene from Fallen Order. But that's what it felt like. It really felt like a fan service moment of them like we're not giving you Kestis, but here we'll give you the same building you've been to before and, and you'll you'll enjoy it. And I did. I loved it. I loved I loved watching Tala come onto the onto the landing bay and seeing like all of all of the Imperial forces just being there. I didn't know that there was like there was an Imperial presence on top of the Inquisitors and Vader. I thought it was all I thought it was purely designed for just the inquisitors and then now going even deeper it's a freaking mausoleum. What is that about? Wanted to talk to you about that. So 
what is going on with that? Why are they know. doing they're it? Not, so it's not in Carbonite. They're in no. something else. There's a goddamn youngling at the end. What was that about, Vader? A little weird. It looks like it. Well, first of all, that looked like the Master Skywalker, whatever shall we do, youngling. Not just any youngling. That he has kid a freaking blast shield. Looks exactly like him. My second yeah. thing is it looks like Amber. It looks like when, it, you know. It does. So, so, in my, so what I was thinking is that it's not, they aren't dead. I think I don't think they're dead either. Yes, what that I was what think, I thought. And so what I think is that he's actually pulling energy from them. Exactly I, it's right it's some, there's something with this room. There's something with that room and the and the substance that they are being suspended in. I think that he's he's either harvesting energy from them or they're going to be used for something. Say the thing else. you don't want to say and that you hate. Just say it out loud. I know you're thinking it. Just say it. They're harvesting what, Tim? They're harvesting their metachlorian. Thank you. And then this is what, all going to go. Is, this is all going to tie into Pershing, and it's going to tie into it's going to tie into the cloning process. It's going to it's going to be a lot. It's going to. I think. Else, I think. Who else does it tie into? It ties. It ties into the Emperor. No, not just the Emperor. Ties into another Legends character. Oh, it tie. It tie. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, it it's Starkiller. Yep. So Grogu, Starkiller. Emperor clones, Bad Batch, Shit. it's all forming a very interesting okay. picture. But Kevin, Kevin, like, if this is if this is the proper canonical introduction to Starkiller, then does this change your outlook on the season two where you and I are going back and forth in Mandalorian about that being a cloning facility for the Emperor? Or do you think... This is a part of them trying to make like like more inquisitors, but cloning them. Here's my theory. Bear with me; it's going to be like a three minute thing. Yeah, go for it. Emperor says, Emperor Reed says, find something from Vitiate, the Eternal Emperor from the Old Republic, the guy who went from body to body to body and lived yes. thousands of years. Yeah, really scary I want guy. To, I want to do same thing. Sure. Force energy is so much that only certain body can can hold me. Luke would have been a potential vessel. Obi-Wan would have been a potential vessel, could, which could be part of the reason he sacrifices himself. Um, there's a number of options there. Vader is privy to this research because he's probably part of the initiative to, or at least in the know for this initiative to somehow make a clone body that can hold the Emperor's essence, right? Mm -hmm. Vader says, cool, that sounds fun. What if I made my own apprentice with the same way and kept it a secret? Which is literally the story of of um well Vader Vader has been doing this for a for a long time now, I'm gonna say a long time but but through like comics and stories you know you go back to um uh who's the Indiana Jones female character I'm totally losing my mind right now um, Doctor Afra Doctor Afra when you go to Afra's story and she meets up with Vader have you read that book No Okay you can so, say it. you can say it. so TLDR just really condensed version. Afra's on a planet trying to get this like special, I think it's a very old relic. She ends up meeting up with Darth Vader, who's looking for the same thing. They run into Luke, they run into Han Solo, all of these things. He ends up, instead, he wanted to kill her. He ends up keeping her alive to work for him. He's trying to create this, this army. He's trying to create a, uh, a robot army of his own to take out the Emperor. This entire motive is to kill the Emperor. So I think that lines up with you. And what you're saying that Vader again is trying to find a way to to take over his empire, get rid of the Emperor, and and it goes back to the end of Episode Three, my new empire, your new empire. He creates he creates the Inquisitorium with with the blessing of the Emperor, right? But they all answer to Vader, yep. and it's the it's the way of skirting the rule of two. So there's part one. Part two would be the Death Trooper program, and like you said, he has Death Troopers that are loyal to him and only him. Mm -hmm. so that could be part of it too and then the last piece of it would be this cloning if he creates star killer or some sort of apprentice you know we know in legends and even in some of the canon that both the emperor and vader had apprentices that they didn't they were they were basically saying like the rule of two exists but we're going to do our own thing anyway yeah and then the inquisitorium or the inquisitor program was pretty much skirting the issue publicly being like well you know they're force sensitive but they're not sith um, so there's, there's this, I don't say this vie for power because the emperor is in power no matter what. And he stays in power the whole entire time, Still but a power struggle. 
yeah, Vader is building something. And I have a feeling that the cloning is because the Emperor wants to find a vessel. I don't, I'm not detracting from that. Sure. But that doesn't mean that Vader's not going to take the technology, the program, the knowledge, the science, and possibly find his own doctors and figure out how to do this himself so he can have that to go forward and he can, you know, do what. And then it opens up everything we need to do for those video games, not necessarily make them canon. Yeah. But in the other side of it, here's the other thing. We now know that the Jedi are not extinct, that Luke yeah. was not the last Jedi or, or, or Obi-Wan. They are all over, and they're in hiding, yep. which opens up the door more for that video game because there's Jedi in that video game as well. Yeah. So the whole idea of the Jedi being gone has now been thrown out the window, which I think is a good thing because yeah. the Force is way too big and the, and the universe, the galaxy is way too big. You can't say universe. Galaxy is way too big to not have force users all over it, whether they recognize their power or not. So, um, yeah, it's 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 very, very, very much to me a setup for all of the Star Killer stuff. Um, yeah. And pa Paul dropped in our chat that that you know he is a clone in the second one, and you know the true Star Killer. We don't know if he's alive. Blah blah blah. But th they can retcon that at this point and just make Star Killer a clone through this program like that's it that's that's what he'll be and he could be that force sensitive clone because that is the question that is the question they have not answered can clones harness the force that is yeah. the question that we have not answered in disney canon yeah and so i i think the way that they're 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 framing this up is it yes i i, and I like that i think the whole idea of like a clone being able to like from from a biological standpoint it would make sense i mean like if we're looking at purely just like your M count and everything else dictates how strong you are. Then a cloning of your of your body, a one to one, you would have the same amount of M count, right? You'd have the the same M count you had before you were cloned. So I I think you're right. The other thing that I really like what they're doing right now is that they're framing Vader up to to not be such a um what are they the attack dog. Um, there's a line in Episode Four about is is in Episode Four or Five where they talk about four. Vader being off his leash. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so like, and so that's the whole idea of like Vader is no longer just the emperor's mindless attack drone, right? He's yep. not this, he's not the Frankenstein's monster. He's not just like this guy in the corner who just does all of it. He's not the henchman, right? Like he always, the way it was, the way that Vader was painted in episodes four through six is that he was just like the, the mobster's henchman, right? To the emperor. Right. Um, there really wasn't a lot of meat on the bone when it came to Vader's uh, identity until the very end, the idea of like him being Luke's father and, you know, the, the transformation from, from evil to good and like in that, but it's still just not enough. And so I, I really like the way that they're even just handling Vader now as like, again, going back to the, he's off doing his own thing. And now we're written and you only knew that if you read books or comics, and now you're really starting to get to see it on the screen as well, that he is, He's doing his own thing. I mean, all of that. The Emperor hasn't come in once. He hasn't mentioned the Emperor once. He hasn't said anything. Vader right now is the most strongest person in this show. He's the scariest person in this show, and I love it. I think it is so cool the way that they are handling Anakin Skywalker's story. So Vader also, if you remember, you know, the betrayal to the Emperor, it made sense from the sense that, like, he was Luke's father, and that's all we knew. If you go back now and all the canon material we have, it makes way more sense why he oh, would betray he's been the wanting, He has been wanting to kill this guy since episode three. Yeah, like, like not even from a, I'm joining the light side standpoint now. Like no. he just hates his guts. He hates his guy. He I think what he what he knew from the start is that the Emperor was a necessary evil to get what he wanted. He was like, you know, I'm gonna have to play on the dark side to get what I want to make sure everyone's safe. And so, I mean, like, if you really want to get deep, that could have been just an ignorant act of love. You know, like, he really didn't take all of the, he didn't take everything into account. He was just going just from his heart. And so it's just like, man, like, it really does give Anakin more of a character. It gives him more backstory. You start to really sympathize. Like, I've sympathized with him. I, I feel bad for him. He's, yeah. because it's not like, you know, the, the line, he's more machine than he is man. And they're like, no, there really is a man in there. There really is someone who's tormented. Go back to even the beginning scene with the back to yep. tank and going back and forth. Like, I love that they're continuing this idea of a master and apprentice and the connection between them in the force. 
They talk about it in High Republic all the freaking time. This idea of like the living force and everyone's, you know, bound together and that there's this beautiful connection between master and apprentice and it's still there, but that beautiful connection has been has been twisted and tormented and just it's it's just nasty because you can see it. They're they're like essentially sharing these nightmares together at this point. Yeah. Like Vader and Obi-Wan together are tormenting each other through their own pain. And so it's just like it's even it's powering up Anakin even more because Obi-Wan is just present. Avar talks about the song of the fours in the, yeah. the High Republic. Yep. And you're seeing the connection that she talks about between and she, you know, there's lines where they mention Master and Apprentice, and there's you know, obviously um Skier and what was his apprentice's name? Yeah, Reeve? the Indira. No, Eve, Keeve, Reeve. I can't remember. Reeve. Uh, Reeve. I think a Reeve, Reeve Trennis? Silas? Trennis, Silas, I think. Trennis? No, si Re you're thinking of Reeve Silas from Dang it. Uh, there's that's Comax. There's too many characters in this. I know. And now they're about to introduce more. <laughs> now we're going back <laughs> even farther with more characters. But with, 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 um, uh, Avar and then Skier and Reeve. Skier yep. and Reeve have this too. Cause remember when Skier has to go into the mind of the Drangir and the comics and all that stuff? And it's all, and it's like affecting Reeve as well. You're seeing, mm -hmm. they're going with these relationships and these bonds. I, I mean, that's the story. Star Wars is telling relationship-based stories. We yep. see a lot of orphan-based stories coming to light in Star Wars um, in many different forms. But they're telling relationship-based stories. So now they're really focusing in this on master-apprentice relationship. And the beginning of this episode, they did it flawlessly because you could see the, the torment invader. Um, and... It, it, it harkens back to he still has good in him. I know it um, because I can at, at this point when when Obi-Wan is going to fully reconnect with the force, yep. he's he's going to they're connected, like you said. And that is how we're going to know that he still has good in him. Mm -hmm. And then it also goes back to Leia saying that, that is Leia says that in episode six, I think. Or she Luke says Luke it. says She's it. Yeah, yeah. She Yeah, he says, no, they're still good in him. It's when they're talking in the after in the door. It's an Endor. It's when Before she, he goes she, to the, the at night and yep. she's like, no, you, you can't. And he's like, I must. Yeah. It was like a little cheesy, but yeah, he's like, I can feel the good in him. Right. But that, that's what they're talking about. You're seeing it firsthand between Vader and Obi-Wan and, and this um, continues to, it continues to, to intrigue me as to how they're going to loop in. And they've done a great job so far. And, we're, and you and I have done, a, I think a pretty good job of like, Oh, I remember this line. And they kind of, they show it here. Um, I, there's a couple of lines in like episode five and even in episode six where it's just like it's Ben always talks in riddles. And mm -hmm. so like go to episode six and and Luke flies off and he goes, well, there goes our only hope. And then, you know, Yoda goes, no, there is another, you know, and I'm just like, why didn't Ben think about that? Like why, you know, if he's already met Leia, he knows who she is. Why wouldn't he think that twins would be a dyad? He, Why? He's not, he wasn't sure because he even says to her when they're on Dayu, you know, you know, oh, how old are you? When she's basically reading his mind. Um, and she locked Reva out of her mind in this episode. Dude, that was so it was so neat to see because she didn't even know what she was doing. She was just no. like, are we doing a staring contest? <laughs> yeah, it was so cute. Yeah. So she she there's a good chance that even by the end of this, Obi-Wan's not going to know that. I mean, it could be, it could be a lot like, um, I saw a great TikTok video and it was, um, I can't think of the creator's name. He uses a puppet to actually, it's a purple puppet and he talks about Star Wars and I think it's the best oh, thing Oh, yeah, ever. no, I follow him. Yeah, you know who fantastic. I'm talking about, yes, right? He's man. great. So there is a, there I is may a may question. Ask him if you want to be on the show. Oh, okay. I would love to hang out with a puppet. I think that would be so cool. Um, so one of the questions was asked about how, how is it that the Jedi had no idea that the emperor was the emperor? Mm -hmm. And they talk about force dampening and, and how so, like yeah. naturally he could do it. But he also had like this really cool device that he had in his pocket. And then the Jedi temple that we all knew that was built over a Sith uh, spot. And then it got, you know, cleansed and then it got flipped over again, all those things. Um, but one thing that he said was, you know, being able to, you know, we, we know that Jedi are able to disconnect from the force or essentially kind of just like lower their power level like you can in, in Dragon Ball Z. And I wonder if Leia is naturally doing that because they don't, they still don't realize that she's force sensitive. They don't, they can't feel her power. Right. But they know that she is that she, that Reva right there. She's like, Oh, you're very strong, but they don't like, they're not like, 
Jedi or like she's force sensitive killer. You know, it's just like it's it's not they're not handling her the same way I would think if they ran into anybody else that was force sensitive. If they knew she was force sensitive, she wouldn't have been leaving. That's what I th that's what I think. I would have thought they would have just thrown her ass into the, the into the amber or whatever and just froze her. So um, I'm very curious to see if they'll explain that anymore as to like how is how is it that Leia was able to do so much without even recognizing like almost Harry Potter style is like when Hagrid's like you ever made anything happen that you know you didn't know <laughs> you know that like that's what I thought of you know she made the glass disappear and her cousin fell in um, like that's what came to my mind so I'm very curious to see like how they're gonna handle this idea of someone who is very young and very strong in the Force um, but is able to essentially no one knows that she is that. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they tie that up because again, like you said, Obi-Wan's not going to know he can't know that she can use the force by the end of this show and then um you know, we have to get to all those places that I mentioned earlier. So there's still story that needs to be fleshed out, which is why I actually think a second season might be it's necessary. I think it's going to be necessary because like you like you pointed out and I, I was thinking about this as as I was getting ready. It, Obi-Wan Obi-Wan can be left off in a couple of ways and it, it can go it could go Rogue One style where it drops you off at the front door of episode four, right? This could essentially take you all the way until the moment that we see Obi-Wan on Tatooine against Maul. Like mm -hmm. we could we could get, you know, we could get a a scene where, you know, it's it's Maul hunting Obi-Wan. I mean, a lot of people are called they want to see Maul again on live screen. We saw him at the end of um of solo. You know, he was he was there. We know that he was, you know, doing his whole crime lord thing. Like there's opportunities for, you know, a, a nod to that and 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 how they could leave it right there. Or he could go off in a completely different. I, I have no idea where he's going to where he would go. But I think they've been doing a really good job of closing things up and allowing you to have this really cool, seamless just watch party. Essentially, you you start off on episode one and you go all the way to nine and you've got all the ancillary shows and everything else in between to help tell those stories. And, and then it becomes this beautiful painted picture. And mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm very curious to see as to how do you handle the ending of Obi-Wan? They like, you know, the, how they, how they handle Boba Fett and how they handle, you know, Mando going into Ahsoka and you know, all of that because of rebels, or, you know, that because of reading the Thrawn books. And so I'm very, very curious to see what happens with Obi-Wan and I'm going to, we're going to have to, dive deep into the journals of obi-wan the comic book um i would honestly love to go through those after season one is done yeah i'm down and just and figure out okay what happens with obi-wan because I, i've i've honestly i've really been enjoying watching this show but i know they're pulling a lot of content from the journals of obi-wan and that that comic book series so i would i would love to see either what they added what they took out what they kept and how does it end it <laughs> i'm curious uh, uh, because I read something really cool this week. I think it was on Reddit. I don't remember where, but they were talking about, you know, how Obi-Wan got to the point where he was when we met him at the beginning of the show. And the best comment I saw said this, it said, can you imagine, you know, training this person and then, you know, they turn on you and your only goal is to defend yourself and you end up actually what you think is killing them. He, cause yeah. he thought he killed him. Mm -hmm. So the moment that the spiral begins mentally and, you know, the PTSD, the me whatever you want to call it, is when he says, I failed you, Anakin. And then from there on, it was just a slippery slope downhill. I have failed you, Anakin. Yeah, I have failed you. But that's the moment where Obi-Wan's character and his temperament and, you know, the person that we love throughout the Clone Wars series and the first two movies, that's where it, he dies, if you will, because... He failed in his mind. He failed, and the, the slope is going up. Even though he had promised Qui Gon and all that stuff. The other interesting thing with interest that I read this week, and this is kind of segue out of Obi Wan, um, in reference to what we discussed last week about them, you know, knowing that they need to reignite the Legends characters and write them into the show, you know, yeah. with Revan and we were talking about. Someone made a great point about bringing Mar Jade back. So, at this point, Luke, when we meet Luke in uh, Book of Boba Fett, which was the furthest point we've met him aside from episode eight. Um, when we meet Luke, he's older or, or he's still young. He's still, but he's still re he's almost reforming his theology of the force. That's the way I can, I can best way I can put it. So what if in this new Jedi order that, you know, attachments, I know he made Grogu like give up the attachment. What if in a few years he does fall in love with this Mar Jade person 
and you know they get married and then she does get struck down or killed or something by sith whatever it may be wouldn't that make more sense of how luke gets to the point where he is in episode eight than anything we've seen so far and i was like oh damn that's the perfect way to make him mentally spiral his wife dies yeah i think that will also help explain why he flips on his nephew um and wants to just kill him versus being like ben let's talk about this there's you know there's something wrong here we need to you know go all jedi you know meditation on this um and really figure it out no he just wants to just cut him down um and so well, he I hesitates he he does but it's we still never the, actually know whether he will the act of like of like lifting up his lightsaber and so how did he get to that point and and i think kevin i think that's a i think that's a really cool way to do it because look at ben and he when he loses Satine, you know, oh I mean, God, like he yeah. he loved someone, he loved her deeply. Or even when and, we, even the the fallout from Han and Leia separating, and then we see them in Episode Seven, like Han is a Han is a, a shell of his former self. Yeah, yeah, and so I think I think this is going to play into um, it's going to play more into what they've really been developing in High Republic, right? Mm-hmm. This idea of and and Luke talks about in Episode Eight the idea of the fallacies of the Jedi Order. Um, and so I, I really do think, you know, introducing a, a lover, a, um, someone that you can have a, a, an emotional attachment to. And Luke, Luke doesn't have that. Luke doesn't have an emotional attachment when he's there on that planet. When we see him with, with Mando and Grogu and Ahsoka and everyone's, everyone's peace, peaceful and happy. How do we get, how do we get to the broken destroyed unhappy grumpy ass luke in episode eight yeah i'm sure kylo plays a part in that but what what's the only thing that could be worse than that losing your lover losing, losing a child or losing your lover you, that That's you it. love so much and we know that luke doesn't have a kid so yep. it's gotta it's gotta be a it's gotta be a lady well, in legends he does have or, a kid or a guy oh yeah i mean it's like two know. yeah jason, um, that, jason and jana solo which everyone thought oh, no. what no that's no that was no that was Han. that was han and, uh, and leia's kids Luke's. I don't remember. I, I remember reading the the Luke and Leia kid books though when they they were off on their adventures. Ben Skywalker, that's his name. Who? Ben Skywalker. He names him after Obi Wan. That's so weird because Kylo is Ben. Yeah, Ben turns to the dark side in the comic. It's like a whole thing, and then he comes back. It's yeah. Wait. So hold on. Did they just? So they gave Kylo Ren that story. Kylo is supposed to be Jason Solo, essentially, but they obviously change a lot. Right, but I mean, like, so, but apparently Ben Skywalker is the same, almost the same style of, like, goes Jason the dark and Jaina deal back. with the dark side, too, like they all do. Interesting. That is so interesting. Yeah, and then there's this other, there's this other Sith Lord named Darth Krayt who fought in the Clone I, Wars. And then I've he finds heard a way, of Darth Krayt. He finds a way I've to, like, animate. The stories of Darth Krayt. He like suspended somehow. I forget how he suspended animates his body, and you know, and then all of a sudden, a hundred years later, when it's Luke's kids and and whatnot, there he's alive again. And yeah, Darth Crate is is oh, Darth. Okay, Paul corrected me. Darth Crate fights Luke's grandson, Cade. So that's how long he stays in suspended animation because he's a jet. Oh, he's Lord. a Jedi Knight during the Clone Wars. Yes, he was, and then he went. He a lot like a uh, uh, Malak, uh, Darth Malak. Um, you know, was you know Jedi, and then you know went bad after the Clone Wars. I, I love that. Whole, I think that's so cool. I watched a whole thing on Darth Malak this week, and I learned some stuff that I, I, I or not Darth Malak. Who's the guy in in Jedi Fallen Order? Um, not Malak. Who's the Who's the guy? Is it Malak? Nihilus? No, not Nihilus. Not Darth. Nihilus is Sith. Is no. Is, two. Is, is his name Malak? Darth Malak is from from Coder One. He's no. Who's fall? No. Who's the Who's the Fallen Order guy? Anyways, he was also a Jedi Knight during the Clone Wars. And then in turn, I love that. I think oh, I, Malikos. Malikos. There we go. There's too many Malik. Um, uh, Malakor, Malikos, Malik. Um, anyways, um, th- that idea of like, again, going to Ben uh, Kenobi and the idea of them witnessing Order 66 and all of these like these heinous things. And then also dealing with, you know, understanding that, that maybe the Jedi Order really wasn't everything that it was promised to me. Maybe I really was living a, a life of lies you know mm-hmm. maybe maybe they really were these 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 pious you know assholes and you know it just wasn't you know they really weren't worth my time and so like that was the one thing that i thought was really cool you go to dathomir and you and he and he, he, he like lays it out for you he's like why would you want to do that when you can have all of this 
You know, it's just like, oh, I could totally see why someone who's already broken, who is um, desperate and needs something to, to rally behind and hold on to. Dark side sounds pretty cool because you're, you're the, the, the Jedi Order is gone. You know, why would you want to stay on the light side when you have things like Wayfinders that are essentially in the middle or you've got, you know, the dark side that's kind of just open. It, it just opened the doors and is welcoming you with with wide open arms. So I, I like I like the way that they're going with this. And like now that we've the more we've talked about, it, I'm like, ooh man, they really they really there's a lot of options for them to go down. So for uh, on, on the on the news front, piggybacking off of that, you said there's a rumor for Ahsoka that you saw this week. Yeah, so we, we got, we, uh, I've, I've seen this rumor around on Twitter and, and I saw it in Google News and, and I thought it was worth bringing up. But uh, we, do, we do have a leak, uh, a quote, leak saying that Vader is to come back in, in Ahsoka. And you and I have talked about this. If the, the, we, we feel like the only way that this would work is if it was to be a flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the only way to make Vader come back to life in, in five years after Death Star 2 blows up. Is it for for it to be a a flashback to you know Ahsoka and Anakin doing something together? Um, you know, so if it's going to be if it actually is going to be Darth Vader, then uh, potentially you know Kevin, it could be what happens after uh, she fights and saves uh, Ezra. You know, like mm-hmm. before that the veil of the Force thing, and he rips her through. Like we don't really we thought she got crushed and she died, but and then Ezra like pulls her out. But like, what if there's more to that? You know, what if they what if they go to, to you know, to that memory, um, you know, and so knowing that Vader will be there and and it's Ahsoka, I think I think finally we're going to get that explanation of what the veil of the force is. It would make sense for them to, like, go into whatever that was again and for her to look back or, you know, to go to a different moment in time or a different timeline and to interact with Vader in a way is possible. It's mm-hmm. plausible. So I, I think that's how they're going to, to play that up, how they're going to serve it up to us in the Ahsoka show with Vader is that we are going to finally get that explanation of what the hell happened at the end of Rebels. Mm-hmm. Because nobody knows. We know, we know that the Celestials are involved, right? Yep. We know, we know that the, we know that the, we know that the, the daughter, the brother, and the father are involved to a certain degree. We know that the daughter gives her life to Ahsoka, her life power to Ahsoka. So there's definitely some tie in there. We know that we know that the mother uh, has yet to actually be discussed, other than um, legends. We do, w- 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 legends, and then we also have a nod to a character in High Republic called the Mother, which I thought was very, very interesting. Uh, we don't know much about her. We do know that she's the same race as uh, our our favorite um, Markion. Uh, it's a mother. It's, uh, my oh. name is oh. Markion. Markion Rowe. Um, so, so we know that they're of the same race. We know like the, the house row. Um, but outside of that, we don't, we haven't really heard of the mother and she's terrifying. So could you imagine if like, that's how they kind of like introduce her and, you know, we get more explanation of who the celestials are and, and how do they fit in? Because when, when we meet them in clone wars with, with Anakin and it was, it was still kind of like, it was weird. And then we kind of got a nod to them in rebels, but there really wasn't a lot there, and so now hopefully we'll get a better explanation as to what the hell's going on. There, there, things like that are what differentiate Star Wars from being sci-fi to more just like fantasy in space. That's um, what it is. It's it's Mortis and all that stuff. Live action Mortis would be, that'd be like some Lord of the Rings esque shit. So I'm down for live action Mortis. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I, I think there's a lot of story to be told there and it's going to harken back to a lot. And, you know, again, connecting dots. Maybe this mother does have something to do with the Celestials yeah, and we'll Hayden, find out. Hayden has also said multiple times so far in, in his interviews, I, I want to be Vader as long as possible. He, you and I talked about this last week. This is his comeback. This is his redemption. Um, this character, even though he has yet to really, like, really do anything, right? Um, like, we really haven't, like, seen a lot of of Hayden, we've seen Vader, we've seen um, James, we've heard, you know, James Earl Jones' voice, but like, we don't, we haven't really seen a lot of of Hayden. So I'm really curious to see, like, what are they going to do with him um, as like, you know, we see him, we see him in the makeup and he's all burned and stuff. Yeah. Are we going to get like a broken mask? Or are we get, I'm excited. I, I'm really, really excited. And knowing that he wants to continue doing this as long as possible means that there's more and more opportunities for Darth Vader to 
Again, let's go back to the beginning of the show. Darth Vader is actually getting the, the story that he deserves and, and the character development that is necessary for his character to not just be the attack dog on a leash, but he really is a person behind the mask who is struggling with a lot. Does Vader... um. Or does Obi-Wan apologize to Vader again in their final showdown? I'll cry. Do we get an I failed you, Anakin, again? I think so. I, I th they've, they've done a really good job of playing on emotions really, really well, um, especially with Obi-Wan. I mean, like, I, I, don't, I don't know how Ewan does it, but he tells a whole story in his eyes. Um, just the way that he just, like, the way that he, he looked at Leia and whatnot, there was so much there. I, I, I immediately went back to the, the thing of you remind me of someone you know you remind me of a friend and like that that line popped in my head he's like oh oh he's he's yeah uh, it's padme and anakin all over again and so it's um it is it is it is really cool to see um the the acting that is being put up on the screen as far as just being able to just convey emotion mm -hmm. in, in a in a really really unique way that really does just showcase just like how messed up obi-wan is and i and i think you're right i think we we have one more one more fight scene that's supposed to come up and it's supposed to be like really intense. Yeah. And so, yeah, for, for them to have like an intimate like conversation while they're talking, they already kind of had it, you know, like, what have you become? I am what you made me. Like that was, that was so much. That was so and intense. And that will was suffer. Yeah. And it was just a couple lines and everyone's like, Ooh, ah. oh, no, he says your suffering has only just begun. That's what he says. Well, yeah. And so it was funny. We were talking about it on stream yesterday. Someone was, someone was like, um, I, I don't, I don't really know what that was you know it felt like he was playing with them but i mean he's super strong he could have just like oh that, yeah you and i was like no that's talking about that I yeah yeah it's trip and i were talking about it and i was like no th but that's what it was he was playing with them the whole idea of suffering is not just is not physical it's mental it's emotional like there's so much more to the torture and he and so he wants obi-wan to feel the anguish he wants him to feel the anger and the suffering that he's been going through these past five years uh, 10 years now think I still think you're going to get your Ahsoka moment on Malachor with Obi-Wan. Most definitely. Because of the beginning of this episode, that's why. I feel like he's going to have that momentary, like, whether it's a look in his eye or something, but very, like, Obi-Wan, you know, something like that. We know that he can survive without his mask. Briefly. Um, briefly. So, I mean, like, the idea of him having his mask, like, ripped off, or even, like, he fights with it, like, he just fights with it off. Yeah, what if he um, takes it off to as like a show of power? Like, it, look what you could, did to me. It, it could be. I mean, like there, are, I've seen conceptual art of Vader with just like without his top part on, and it's just like it's it's like just his uh his like the legs are on and he's got a cape, but everything else is like exposed, mm -hmm. and it looks gnarly. So I would I would love to see that. What's his name? Looked like that. The guy from Darth Sion from Coder One looked like that. He's like he's his his anger. Is what kept his body intact. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he was falling Wild apart. Shit. He was essentially like a zombie, right? Yeah, and his anger mm -hmm. and was, was was the power that kept his body like connected and in. Well, and that's the track. that's the whole thing with Vader's suit too. Is that is that all of that is a torture device? That yeah, entire that's setup is is designed it. to just torture the shit out of him. Perpetual pain. Mm -hmm. Two more stories, and then we're we're uh, off to. Uh, continue our day and we'll be on like we said we'll be on star wars explained tonight and then uh gcx this weekend but um the mandalorian cast for season three is calling it dark and tumultuous Ooh. and pedro pascal says it's better than season two bold claim bold. so i th i think we i think we kind of already knew that because we were going to mandalore and we know especially with the one scene that we got where after the bombing after the tears of a thousand night of a thousand tears night of a thousand tears there we go um you know we saw it we got to actually see the we got to see that the tie bombers do that like hundreds of tie bombers like world war ii style it looked like invasion of normandy like that you know the scenes where it's like it's always like yep. cartoons and they point up the spotlights and there's just a bunch of bombers flying over that's what it reminds me of um so yeah the entire the planet's been glassed essentially um, it's been just decimated. And so for the, the idea of them coming up on dead Mandalorian skeletons and armor everywhere and, you know, going deep underground and finding remnants of, uh, whatever's left over. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me. This is going to be more of like a, a creepy horror style show. I agree. 
And we don't yeah. have we don't have horror in Star Wars. Like we like I'm I'm all for dark Star Wars. I love dark storytelling in Star Wars because it fits so well. Speaking of, okay, <laughs> my last news piece: the rumors for Acolyte are apparently going to canonize the Sith lore from Legends. So the mal like the 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 concept art that we saw for um what's the planet where the emperor is in episode nine from Exegol. Uh, yes. So the concept art we saw for Exegol that featured all the old Sith lords like Malak and and uh, Tulak Horde and and mm -hmm. Revan and all them. Um, those Sith are apparently going to be canonized in a acolyte, and then That's this intense. will acolyte will also feature. Because we know we're not going to see an Obi Wan, even though Tim and I had that crazy theory, will feature the live action debut of Corban Morbon, depending on which which part of the galaxy you're from. Um, yeah, now that that show might be my favorite show. <laughs> okay, so I mean, like I, I knew I knew right away when we got what Acolyte was about when we knew that it was it was dark side oriented, right? You know, all about like the the mystic the mystic arts exactly. Um, yeah, you know, I was, I was like, yes, that's, that's my show. That is what I want to know about because I mean, you, you're, you're a big Knights of the Republic fan and, and Knights of the Republic does a great job of really highlighting Sith homeworld, you know, the tombs, the ghosts, like all of those things. And so that's something that we've really been missing is the, go to Corbin in every old Republic game and the, for and a good it. reason. And they even show that even on like Dathomir, you know, we got like a great look at like what what mysticism is in star Wars. Cause it's not, it's not dark side. It's not like the dark side of the force it's magic. And so the like magic lives in star Wars. And I think that's so cool. The force is essentially just magic. That's what it is. Uh, Mirror is dark side, by the way, it's just it, not, it is, sick. it is, but they can't use, it's not, it's, it's like they're using it to, they're using it with the magic. Like it's, there's so much more in this universe, in this world, in the storytelling um, so I'm, I'm really excited knowing that we are really going to get a lot of the questions answered as far as like, is that canon? Does this work? Are we allowed to say this? Because we don't know. There is a lot left over that we still don't really understand as far as like what, what is going to work in the universe. Remember that, remember that bird race and rebels that we met that they were like very, um, Eastern Asia, like, uh, very Buddhist. You remember them? No. We meet them in rebels. They look like birds. Uh, they're they're like very enlightened, and it, to me, that's the opposite of the way the the Night Sisters use the Force. Is this is the light side, like enlightened Buddhist mysticism, and they're yeah. the dark side, you know, evil dark mage magic user type things. You know, the Jedi and Sith are a piece of the Force. They are not the absolute pieces of the Force. There are plenty of civilizations like the Chiss that use the force for numerous different things and tap into different sides. So I think, you know, getting into those stories and stuff, um, but this is going to be completely focused so, on the damn Sith. And this is exciting as hell. Just like, so you, you talk about Chiss, um, Thrawn is, it, he, he actually starts to piece that together. Um, in ascendancy, he starts to figure out, he's like, he, 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 he goes back to Anakin and, and they could use a thing called the force. And so he like, he starts to like piece it together of like, wait a the second. Force. He's like, wait, so does that mean that it's not just we can? And so he's like, he's really starting to figure out. He's like, oh, there's so much more to this, which is really cool. This is very interesting. Very interesting. I'm all alone. Very interesting, yes. Well, that's <laughs> going to do it for episode 86 of Star Wars and Scotch. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, we'll be uh, with Alex and Molly tonight doing Star Wars Explained. Did they do that live, Tim? I, I don't know, Kevin. I don't know. I should have asked Alex before I did this. But oh, go to youtube.com slash Star Wars Explain and hit the subscribe button. And if it goes live tonight at around 6, 7 p.m., that's me and Tim. Um, and if it's not Kevin and I, then oh boy. That means it's pre-recorded and it will be posted <laughs> as a video. So either way, you should subscribe to Star Wars Explained and seek me and Tim. Also, because Alex is They're where awesome. I go for most lore. And I watch his videos pretty regularly because he knows way more than I could ever imagine. I love it when I told Kevin the first time that I knew Star Wars Explained. He's like, you know what? That guy? The one that with the cool <laughs> lore videos? Him? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we'll be over there tonight and then we'll be hanging out with them at GCX. So make sure you get your tickets, twitch.com, uh, twitch.com, gcxevent.com slash God. My brain is like scrambled eggs. We're right almost now. there, Kevin. We're almost there. You got to make it to Monday, uh, gcxevent.com slash tickets. Uh, and then you can go over to Tim's 
Facebook channel. Oh. I had to make sure I said that correctly. Epi.gg slash darkness429 live Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. ish Eastern most days. Uh, yep. And hang out with him, Darkness429, everywhere on the internet. I'm Rare Drop GCX, so just go search for that stuff and you can uh, come hang out with me. But we will be back next week. Don't worry. Episode 5, Obi-Wan, Tim and I will be right here with you. Uh, and the following week, we'll be there for the conclusion. And then we have, uh, oh, we're working on, so close. we're working on something special for the week after. So I'm, I'm going to work with Paul next week to uh, make that come to life, hopefully, right. hopefully, but um, cool. We will see you uh, either online at GCX or um, uh, uh, at GCX. Uh, please feel free to say hi. I'm not hugging or high-fiving. So let's bump elbows or something, but I would love to uh, have a quick chat and talk Star Wars with you. No head bumps either. No, that's <laughs> and you know what, guys? Thank you so much for hanging out, and uh, may the force be with you. Always. There you go. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.